All right, here we are. The draft is right, uh, right upon us. Uh, I can almost smell the draft, Joe. Joe Rose, Kimbo Camper, John Conjemi with you. As always, this is the Audible bo- uh, Podcast. And I don't know about you, but I get excited. The closer it gets to draft day, the, the more excited I get, and, uh, and, and I'm right there. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm almost at a fever pitch right now. Well, I'm not quite there, but this draft is going to be one of the more enjoyable yeah, drafts we've had in a long time. First of all, let's talk about quarterback-driven. Yes. Yep. Everybody wants to know where all the quarterbacks are going. Second of all, some teams at the back end got some juice yep. to move up if they're in love with people. Now we got Cleveland coming out threatening to take every quarterback. Well, in they the, may take right. all four of them yeah, with, with the number all. one hey, pick. You know, they, might as, they, might as, they might as well get as many as they can because they haven't had a lot of luck. No. No. Well, you're, you know what? You're right, though, Joe. Everybody's talking about the quarterbacks, but it's the other positions that might be the better players yeah. in this draft. Right. You know, you look at all those guys. You have defensive ends. You got running backs. You have defensive tackles. You have linebackers. All those guys that can really make an impact in the NFL maybe quicker than all the quarterbacks everybody's been talking about for a month and a half. And it has been a topic of quarterbacks in, the, in, in this upcoming draft. But, you know, we've talked about them. We've seen them. We've kind of had, you know, we've, they've been – you know, you've seen them on interviews. They've been around doing all this stuff. Are you convinced that any that any of those four guys are going to be superstar quarterbacks? They got to be in the right system. Yeah. But no, I'm not. Because I've watched. Look, I, mean, I, I the they two, won't all be successful. No, I watched. I watched Darnold and uh, and Rosen. Watched those guys. Wasn't really impressed with. Look, maybe I saw the games because you know how it is, Joe. We, we travel and you kind of get to a hotel. Right. You catch maybe, watch two quarters. Yeah, catch a couple quarters. Yeah. So that's kind of where I saw those guys. And, and and wasn't impressed with either one. You look at Josh Allen and big, you know, big strapping, good-looking guy. But you know, he's, he's the talent he's playing against. You don't know how that's going to cross over. So I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know that. Well, I, and, I don't know. know. Baker, I, to me, he's to me, the if, most impressive. To me, if Baker. I look at him, Baker Mayfield's the guy that you can say, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is a well, this is a guy that could fit in there. How about the other guy? How about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Lamar Jackson got his mom for his agent. Yeah. And nobody knows exactly where everybody's in love with him privately, so yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on. Meanwhile, the Dolphins have been going out and <coughs> stockpiling or putting their team together. One of the positions, obviously, that they went after was, uh, was a wide receiver spot. And uh, Damian, Danny Amendola, who, by the way, by the way, i got to tell you what. What do you got, Bo? I hated this guy. <laughs> I guess I can't say that word. What? What? I hated it for five years. I loved him when I saw him at St. Louis. Loved him watching him at St. Louis. Go, man, that's a guy I like on my team. Then he went to New England. Now he's here. I love the guy again. <laughs> and he's joining us right now, Danny Amendola. Danny, thanks for joining us, man. That's, that's a hell of an introduction <laughs> right uh, there. You know what? But we got any chicken wings or anything? Uh, you know, we can throw some chicken wings that's or something. Right. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it, it's funny. And then I, I'm glad to hear you and Bobby McCain are all good again because you, you guys used to get into it pretty good. And no question. Now, same team. I mean, I just, you know, he's a, he's a competitive player and, and that's why everybody here loves him. And, uh, you know, he's a great, he's a great player and the, and the great teammate. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of respect for him when I was uh, playing against him for all those years. And then, uh, man, I'm really happy to be on the same team. We get to fight other people together. So were you dogging him a little bit? Were you instigating a little bit on that thing? Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 cut, we're cut from the same cloth. So yeah, yeah. we know, we know it's going to get under. Exactly. Right? You know, it's funny. Everybody, everybody outside looks then go, Oh my God, look at it. But, but, you know, to me, I, I, I like that kind of thing because because you, you see two guys that are competing yeah. at the highest level, yeah, and, and their expectations are high, and, and there's no question. there's frustration, there's exhilaration yeah. on one side, frustration on the other, and they, 
That stuff happens. It's part no of the question. Game. I honestly, you know, after the game, I really didn't think he did much wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a we weren't. It was just being two guys being physical, and um, you know, the refs are kind of cutting down on that stuff. You know, if it was three, four years ago, you know, that no, nobody's getting kicked out of the game, and it's just another play. So, uh, you know, the competitive nature is is alive, and in, in you know, in, in our room, I know it is in their room, and we're excited to get these OTAs underway. Danny. Uh, Man, I, I know one thing, Adam Gase couldn't wait to get you down here. You, you've yeah. been through, so, had so much success with New England. He wanted some of that spill in here, plus what you can do on the inside. Talk about that decision to, to end up with the Miami Dolphins. Well, you know, I re, I've been watching Coach Gase now that he's done in this league for a long time and, and what he's done with his offenses and, um, you know, playing against them last year and, and, and getting to see what kind of uh, players he's bringing in and talent that, that's out here, you know, really good football players. And, um, you know, I'm excited to be a part of the group. Um, you know, I've been watching some guys play for a long time. Kenny Stills playing for a long time since he was in college. Uh, Jakeem Grant playing since he was in college and, and, you know, Parker playing when he was at Louisville. So I've been, I've been following these guys, watching a lot of film, um, whether I'm watching the D or whether I'm watching the O, I always watch these guys and, and have a, a lot of respect for them. And, and, you know, I tell you what, when I get in, got here, getting in the building, I have, have much more respect now, even just working with them. So uh, everybody's playing hard. Everybody's working hard now in OTAs. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting ready, man. You know, Danny, get, take us through that picture of what you see coming from a culture of New England. A lot has been made about trying to change what's happened inside and, and on the field with the Miami Dolphins. You've been around these guys for a little while now. Yeah. Take us through the mentality of what you've seen uh, being a part of it from the inside. Well, it, it starts with you when you walk in the building, you know, the atmosphere, um, you know, the intensity and, and just the work ethic, you know, when, when you clock in in the morning. And, um, you know, that's, that's the energy and, and, and that's, you know, what I want to bring to, to the young guys here on the team and, and just kind of show them what, um, what I'm about uh, personally, what I've been through, and, and, and for me to share uh, whatever, what other, what, what other football techniques I can help in, in um, you know, just bringing that, that mentality every day to work. You know, you, you talk about that now that you're a member of the Miami Dolphins, and I, I, I have a feeling watching you play, you were always cut of that fiber. You know, you're a worker, you had to go out and prove it. But when you look at one or two guys that have you been with in your career, take us through some of the things you may have taken from those guys and put into your work ethic that you can hope spread it and sprinkle a little bit around the Dolphins. Well, I've, what I've learned is, um, you know, I've learned from uh, guys like Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, guys that have uh, made this game, this job into a lifestyle, guys that uh, work around the clock, whether it be their diet, their workout routine, uh, their sleep ethics, you know, everything the, that goes into treatment and prehab and, and getting your body right uh, in the off season so you can be right for the season. So um, just creating a lifestyle, uh, it's really where, where I've gone the past three, four years in my career. It wasn't how I lived early in my career and uh, that's one of the biggest things I regret. You know, when you get older too, you need that. And um, you can't just go out there like a 22, 23 year old, not stretch and run all day <laughs> yeah, and, right. and, and be fine. So, uh, you know, you really you get older, you gotta take better care of your body and, um, and, you know, create that lifestyle, so to speak. And, um, you know, that's what I want to, you know, just relate to the, re relate to the young, younger players so they can prolong their career at a, at a higher level. Any part of your credentials coming into this team, obviously, uh, the success you had in New England and, and team success that you had in New England. And, and I, think, uh, I think coaches and, and players and fans look at it and say, hey, we got this guy coming in. Can he bring some of that experience? Can he kind of part some knowledge 
on these guys when it comes to winning and losing games. And, and you know how it is. You've been in this league long enough. Mm-hmm. seems like now every game comes down to the last drive. You, you're either gonna, you're gonna either score to win or you're gonna, you're gonna make a stop to win. It's, it's gonna, it seems like that in every single game. So the difference between winning and losing in this league on a week-to-week basis is so small. Can someone bring in that experience of how you get over the hump? Can, can that really react to uh, cause a football team to react and, and learn how to be in that situation? Absolutely. Um, you know, it comes down to to usually a two-minute drive. Whoever has the ball last sometimes. And, yeah. uh, you know, we have a very competitive division. We have a lot of great athletes in our division, and, and our division is very familiar with each other. Obviously, we see each other a couple times a year. And um, we, we haven't had too much turnover within, within the division the past couple of years. So, um, you know, I get to go to another team in the division, so I'm very familiar with what the Bills do, what the Jets are doing, obviously with what the Pats are doing. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it, it all comes down to, you know, how you practice, how you prepare, and then you get out into a game. You get in that two-minute situation at the end of the game, and when the, when the games are close and when, and when you need a score, when you need three points, when you need a touchdown, and, and that's, why you, that's why you put in the work during the week, the, the two-minute drills, and, and getting your team in position there at the end of the game to win. As I said, you've been on very successful football teams. You walk in this locker room. It's been a short time for you, uh, but you've gone through some conditioning. OTAs are getting, to, getting started here. Can you get a look at this team and say, yeah, this team can win? Because look, you look around, you look around nationally, and not people are giving the, a lot of, not many people are giving this team a lot of respect yeah. from you. What you see inside that locker room and guys you see out there working, um, how far is this team away from being a team that can compete on a year-to-year basis to, to get into the playoffs, to, to be a team that can move through the playoffs and, and really compete for the big prize? Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, we got, we got a lot of guys that are, are, are young, that are fast, athletic, talent, talented guys. And, and what I really see when I walked in the building, uh, you know, a week and a half ago was that everybody was hungry and everybody wants to, wants to show up and wants to put the work in. And, you know, everybody's out here, you know, busting their tails. Um, you know, we got some great coaches here and, and guys really seem to buy into the offseason program, so to speak. And, um, you know, we're out here, we're out here getting it done. So uh, whatever, whatever, uh, wherever that takes us, man, we're going we're gonna to pile up all the work. We're going to get prepared and, 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 and take it one game at a time. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have enough wins there at the end of the season to try to do something with it. What are you seeing from Ryan Tannehill, except he's always here, like 24 hours, I think. <laughs> yeah, he lives here. Never seen yeah. a guy here this much. Yeah, no, um, I tell you what, I've been watching him play for a long time, even since he was at, at Texas A&M, and I know what kind of player he is, I know what kind of athlete he is, and uh, he's, you know, he's, a, he's been showing his leadership, so, so to speak, his, uh, these, these past 10 days, and... Um, you know, we're out there throwing, we're out there early throwing before, before even OTAs even started, we're throwing. So, um, you know, we're, we're all trying to get on the same page, trying to get, uh, trying to get acclimated with each other, trying to, trying to, uh, get the work in. So he's doing a good job. Hey, hold on a second. I, I like all the sexes. And no, I'm just How about your boy Gronk? <laughs> hey, let's get into Gronk. So that's your boy, man. When you left, he was like, everybody, he yeah. fires up some stuff or goes, oh, yeah. Gronk's. That's your guy right there, man. That's big time. How, how much are you gonna miss the the Gronk Meister? Man, I tell you what, he's a he's a he's my he was my partner in crime, man. We were we sat next to each other on the plane. Uh, you know, we, we ran around a long time together, and uh, that looks like fun, man. I, I can't lie to you. I, I, yeah. I want to be thirty again. That, yeah, that, man. Huh? He keeps it light. He's a character, man. And I tell you what, you you won't have. Uh, you know, as as much of fun with anybody else when you go out with is than you do with Gronk. So he God, keeps he keeps. Did you get the invite to Kentucky Derby? He keeps uh, uh, he not keeps, going. Now. Oh, he's not with the horse. Not guy. The horse is sick. Oh, horse is sick. sick. He still might go. Down. Oh, he could still go. He's still no, going to go. Yeah. So so rolling around, rolling around. The, the, I don't know where you guys. I don't know if you guys hang in Boston or wherever you guys hang, but 
rolling around in New England, wherever you go with with Gronk, uh, that's got to be a pretty crazy scene. No question, man. And, and it's and it's across the country, really. You know, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's worldwide. Yeah, we don't really. We, it's not regional. It's we don't really. Everywhere. We don't really go out in Boston too much. We try to get out to the, to the big city, yeah. New York, Big Apple, or where we go to L.A. or something like that, and try to try to mix it up. But uh, he's so fun, man. He's such a great teammate. He's yeah. such a great player. Uh, one of the best in the league, and. Um, you know, I'm excited to see where his career goes. So you, it looks like you, when you're looking back for everything, you, you've been a football junkie your whole life? Absolutely. I came from, I came from Texas, yeah. Houston. Uh, my dad's a high school football coach in Texas, so uh, I've been in, in locker rooms and on the fields my whole life. Woodland High School, that's a pretty, good, uh, that's a, that's a pretty successful uh, program in Texas. Huh? It is, man. we got a lot of kids, a lot of, a lot of hardworking coaches. They get them right down there. they got a great program, uh, and, uh, man, those coaches have been – in the woodland since my brother came since my brother came through which he was he's five years older than me shoot he'd been there for they've been there for 30 years so uh they do a great job and they have at one point when i was there it was the second highest second largest school in the state so we had a lot of kids to choose yeah. from mm -hmm. and um we ended up losing in the state finals but you know they have they had a great program they put a lot of kids in and give a lot of kids opportunity to go play at the next level so texas kind of second or third to florida when it comes to High school football. I'll tell you town, what, right? Florida. Florida has a, a lot of a lot of great athletes, man. I tell you what, they uh, every 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 time you look at a roster in college at a big university, yeah. they you can see a bunch of Florida yeah. kids, and then obviously in the in the NFL. They recruit down here, so all the big schools recruit, so they're loaded. You're yeah. right. There's yeah. five or six of them that uh, are are loaded down. Hey, let's get into some more good stuff. How about South Florida, Joe? Let's get into South. For, Florida. Forget the football. Yeah. How, how about South Beach? If you had a chance to to do the South. You're single down here, man. Like, I know, you know, I know, I am. Uh, man, I tell you what, there's a lot of great things in the city. <laughs> and, no uh, shit. <laughs> let's, just say, let's just say the beaches are one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I went down there on the off day one day, got some sun, man. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great atmosphere. The city seems to be electric, and, uh, and there's a bunch of great people here from, from everywhere. And, um, you know, I can't wait to get out there at the stadium on Sundays and, and hear that thing just start juicing up, get the, get the Dolphins stadium, get the, the fans alive. You, uh, you, you, you get to go through, you get to go through uh, a, a couple seasons here uh, in a warm climate. You, you haven't been in too warm of a climate since you left Texas, really, uh, going up to, to St. Louis, going to, to New England yeah. and going through that. So I you know, look forward to a little bit of the a little climate change? I was in New England. We circled this game coming down to Miami every year, not, not, <laughs> not, only, not only because it's a heated rival, but because we can get out in that sunshine yeah. and, and yeah. get out of that, that right. snow. So, yeah. man, I tell you what, I'm excited. I'm really excited to get to work, start sweating. I'm from Texas, so I like yeah. that heat, and, and I like to be out here, and it's, it's, been, it's been fun, man. Well, uh, Adam Gaze, uh, you, you said you've, you've kind of been keeping an eye on him for a while. You've known him a little bit. Yeah. Well, you, since you're around him in this situation now as your coach, what do you see out of him? What do you see about him that, that you think is going to make him one of those guys that's going to be around and, and very successful for a long time? Man, I tell you what, I really appreciate and uh, respect uh, his ability to relate to all the players. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll come in the locker room and, and, and chop it up with us. You know, we'll t he's never turning football off. He's coming in and, he, and he's talking X's and O's, talking ideas. Uh, you know, I can tell he's obsessed with the game. And, um, I mean, I have a lot of respect of where, he, where he's come from and, and what he's done in the league. And then I'm really eager to, to be a part of where he's going to go. Do you think sometimes players, uh, as they go through their career, can benefit from certain coaches at certain times in their career? Uh, you know, we talk about Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes younger guys may need some of that. No maybe question. when you get to your, you know, maybe your late 20s, early 30s, you need a, a, 
a change in scenery. No Do you question, think man. Players benefit from that. I think if you're if you're a rookie, then if you play for Bill Belichick, then you're gonna get straight. You're gonna get in line real quick, and um, you know you perhaps you probably need that. Um, I got to I got to play for some great coaches, and you know early in my career, Wade Phillips, my my rookie year, got me straight. You know, learn I learned a lot from him how to how to approach the game and how to approach you know the daily grind and. Um, you know, there's a lot. I played for a lot of. I played for a, a few teams in the league, and, and a lot of great coaches, and a lot of guys that have, um, you know, you know, showed me how to work. And you know, I'm very appreciative of that. Well, Danny, were, you, su- were you surprised? Excuse me. Well, were you surprised the Dolphins? Did, did you know that was you were on their list? Did you have a pretty good feel for that, or did that surprise um, you a little bit? I came into free agency with an open mind, man. Okay. I I wanted to. I wanted to give everybody. You know. You know. I wanted to give it a chance to sort out and. Um, you know, obviously, I, I can. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm primarily. You know, you know, I, I've been in the slot for the past, you know, five years. So, uh, I wanted to go to a place where I could kind of do what I can and fulfill my role for the team best way I can, and and, and help the team win that way, and um, and and find a role on the team, and 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 uh, and go from there. And you know, we started narrowing it down, and then this is this was a. I mean, this was a this was the top spot from the jump for me. So. Um, obviously, I, re- I respect, you know, the, the the defense playing against the Dolphins for for a long time. It's always a it's always a tough game, whether it be in Foxborough, whether it would been out down here in Miami. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to win in Miami, man, and it's and it's uh, you know a testament to how, how hard these guys play and in, in, in the culture here in the locker room. You know, there was um, guys coming in, a lot of changes in that in that wide receiver room. You get in that wide receiver, you look around in that room. There, there's a lot of competitive guys in there, and, and I think going into OTAs and, and certainly expectation is once training camp starts and, t- and this roster really starts yeah. to come into focus a little more, that uh, there's going to be a lot of competition in that room, which I think we all agree that competition within your room makes everybody in there better. No Add to that the fact that Adam Gaze now is talking about spreading the ball around, not having one guy get the bulk of the catches. Uh, it's certainly got to be something that's uh, that, that you that you're looking forward. No to. question. You know, it's it's important to to have that competition through camp and then and then on into the season, man. And you find find different ways to compete with each other and then still get the same uh, result in, in playing good football. So uh, we vibe well together. We have a great room together. And then um, you know, once once the season gets started, once everybody kind of formulates their role, just kind of grasp that role and then and then you know play the best within the within the offenses you can. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get it rolling. I'm excited to get out there on the field, start throwing the ball around. excited to see you. Yeah, absolutely. It's great having you down yeah, here. Yeah, great, to have, great yeah. to have you down here. <clears throat> Certainly great to have you stop by and join us. Hopefully we can yeah. catch up with you Thank later you, on. The, how, how, how was it overall? You guys are great, man. I love it, man. I appreciate it. I loved it, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks. Dan. You know, if, if you weren't a player, you could come Thank in you. here and you could cuss and I say know. stupid things. <laughs> you got to watch your P's and Q's because you're still. I, can, I can still they cuss. Don't, don't still give a shit about yeah. it. You can say whatever we want. Yeah. Same. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, Joe, man. Hey, there's uh, Danny Amendola. There, there's a kid that's uh, all, all, about, all about playing football, man. I think he likes to have a little bit, a little bit of a good time. So, you know, usually, usually guys come down here and you go, hey, you know, geez, what about South Beach? And they go, no, no, no. I'm all about football. I'm just. Yeah, I went down. That's pretty hey, nice. Hey, how did he draw the short straw? I got to sit next to Gronk on all the trips. <laughs> How's How about that? Is that yeah, good? No, he, listen. He, what a good guy. I, I agree. Plus, look at all the winning <clears throat> they've done. Yo, I mean, it's, we, yo, we, oh, we awesome. felt it, right? Yes. And they're having fun. Those two, 
we're having fun. There's no question Nothing about better it. than having fun and winning at the same well, time. You know, you know what's funny? You can't and, have fun and, winning, man. And yeah. Talking about, you know, throw Belichick at him uh, in that in, – in, um, you've heard him talk about him, and, you know, some, and, and it reminds me a lot, Joe, of our situation with, with Coach Shula. I mean, Coach was a tough, hard-nosed, no-nonce. He talked about getting right. Coach Shula gets you right in a hurry. I, I remember when my first practice here with Shula. It was middle the end of July or whatever, hot as sin. I run, a, I run you know, eight plays and come out after my group, get down my knee, take my helmet off, you know. What the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah. What do you mean? No one gets on a knee on my practice, so I get up like an and, and and put your helmet back on. So, but, so it took me about one, two series to, to figure out what it makes it tough, demands a lot from you, expectations are very high, and a lot of times as a group, you kind of turn, you kind of become a, a group against your coach. Oh, don't worry about him. Don't listen to him. Kind of. He's, he's, 100%. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Then, but, but much like Danny, when you walk away and you look back, you go, man, we won a lot of games. We had a lot of success. And I don't care what you say about football. <clears throat> football isn't fun when you're practicing, and football isn't fun when you're grinding out. Football's fun when you win football games. And, and, and that's, yeah. that's the trade-off to me to be in with a very, very tough coach <clears throat> or a coach that can, this, 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 this very disciplined, like Belichick, like, like uh, Coach Shula, and, and guys that have expectations like that. I, I think because of Don Shula as much as he, I didn't know, I didn't like the way I was treated a lot of times, but we had a close group of guys, yeah. and I think a lot of it's because of him. We had a close, close group of guys. Yeah. Now, I don't would have been like we we're making the money they're making today. It might have been a little different. Well, it might have been a little, yeah. We, we <laughs> might have been a little bit more shaggy back then. Joe, you were close. Hey, got 10 I can borrow? Yeah. <laughs> you got exactly. 20 I can borrow? Well, that was a trade-off. We, we weren't making as much money, but they didn't have social media and camera phones. Well, that was no, pretty good. A trade-off. Yeah, I'd take that trade-off in a heartbeat. <laughs> you didn't have to worry, about, worry about going anything. to L.A. And, and hanging out with some new gal, and they got pictures yeah. of you all over I think the that's the hardest part about what you guys went through compared to what these guys go through. And, and I think it's, it's, it, it evens out. I think, yeah. I think it's relative because when you're going through those times with legendary coaches, you don't realize exactly at that moment why this is happening, why I have to do this, and why this team has to go through this. Until you're done and you look around, and you're still friends with the same, same cast of yeah. characters you were with on that team for six, seven, eight years. Yeah. And then you look at these guys, and I probably, if, you, if we asked Danny about, hey, you know what, there's probably a lot of times you'd like to tell Bill where to yeah. go, or you'd like to disagree with something, but we're winning. And then you figure it out at the end, you go, wow, I probably benefited more than that than, yeah. than yes. arguing with it or fighting against yeah. it, you know? Yeah, no doubt. There's a reason those guys are as successful as they are, and hopefully we're looking at Adam Gaze getting on that path to being that type of coach. And maybe doing it in his team. way. His own way, yeah. I think, you know. <laughs> Look, it's Gaze, a different game. We're free agency yeah, now. It's a different you, you game. Can't, you, can't be, you can't be the Tom Landrys. You can't be the Chuck Knowles or the Don Schuels or the Vince Lombardis or Paul Browns or Bill Belichick. You know, Bill, look, quite frankly, the only, way, only reason it works for Bill is because they're winning. You know, if that team was a was a you know a, a four five six win team every year, yeah. they'd revolt against it. Well, it'd be Cleveland nowadays. Nowadays, because of free agency, hey, look, I don't like this. I'm in three years. I'm, I'm gonna get out and go somewhere else. I think Adam Gase learned a lot though last year. Yeah, I, I, I think there's that fine line. He's a great communicator, but I think he thought maybe some guys took advantage of certain situations. I, I think he'll make some nice adjustments. He's always evaluating himself. For people who don't know Adam yeah. Gase, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing year three of Adam Gase. So, so while we're just we're kind of wrapping up with uh, Danny Amendola, <clears throat> let me just get your thoughts on on 
what he brings to the table from what we've seen from him and kind of where he fits in to this new offense that Adam Gaze is looking to put together for this season. Um, his leadership screaming on the success he's had in New England for the rest of those guys to lead him out there. Not that he's – I expect him to be the best receiver of this group. I think he can make some tough catches. I, I expect him to be a big part of things in the middle of the field and move those chains and get him involved in things that he does best. But I think a lot of it is – I don't want to say culture. We've used that so much. But I think his leadership in that locker room, along with Kenny Stills, I think they can really help that other group of guys. I think it's a big void he's going to have to fill. You know, Jarvis Landry caught a lot of passes over four years, 400 of them to be exact. And when you take a look at what Danny Amendola does on a football team, he makes critical catches at critical times, like you said, Joe, down the stretch, either before halftime getting a team in for a field goal or making a big touchdown catch or at the end of games to keep drives alive to seal games right. or finding a way in the red zone to get a crease and make a big catch in the, in the back corner or on the back end line or just breaking the plane. I think he brings toughness. I think he brings resiliency and consistency. Uh, this is a guy that's going to line up and play as hard as he can. Now, whether he plays 16 games or not, I'm not so sure. But I, think I know. You be careful how you use him. Yeah, cool. I, I, I know yeah. what you're going to get when he's in the lineup. You're going to get 100, percent and that's going to be contagious. I think amongst that group. Yeah, I'd like to see. I, I don't. I'd like to see him and Ryan really work a lot. And I, and I know they are this offseason. They've already been throwing together and getting to know each other. But that timing that those receivers. And I go back to. I go back to Wes Welker and Danny Woodhead and Julian Edelman and and then Danny Amendola. He is Wes Welker. All, they're, all, they're all the same, same guy. guy. They're all the yeah. same guy. <clears throat> when I think New England, I think of that guy running about a five-yard crossing route, right, with a defender trailing about a half a step behind him, that ball being out in front of him, catching it in stride and then taking off and picking up 8, 10, 12, 14, 20 yards. You know, and, and you'd like to see he and Ryan to get – because, you know, Every team has that route. Every team runs that little rub route or gets yeah. a guy free or, or, or has that crossing route. But ball's got to be at the right place. You, you put the ball on his hip, he's got to slow down. You put it out in front of him, you see what happens when he does that way. I like to see those guys try to get yeah. a little more yeah. in sync with that deal where, Ryan, where he says to Ryan, hey, just get it out in front of me. Get it out in front of me. Get it out in front of me. I'll chase it down. And, and as a quarterback, John, I think that's certainly something that, that would, would, would help him and this offense be more productive if you can get that timing down. Absolutely. How many times over the past six or seven years, guys, have we looked and go, man, it's third and seven. All he had to do was locate it yep. here. Now, it might have been pass protection, not enough time. might have been a throwing lane. He couldn't get the ball there. But it seems like we've always said, you know, there's, we're just a little bit off. Now, whether that's well, all, well, all. Look, let's add the fact in there. You, you've had some players that have been. They've been a little freelancing when it oh, comes absolutely. to running routes, too. Now. Absolutely. Guy, not cuts all a, on, guy cuts a little short, all of a sudden that throws a little different. It's not all on one person. <clears throat> My point is, I think that you now have guys with experience. You look at Kenny Stills. You look at Devontae Parker. You look at Danny Amendola. You look at Grant getting a yeah. little bit of game experience last year and proving that he belongs on this football team. So now you've got guys that can handle it internally. Where You've got Danny coming to, to Devontae saying, hey, this is your game. You're getting man-to-man -man coverage all game. This is the game you better step up. Yeah. And we'll, we'll take we'll the – We'll have to be we'll, a coach doing it. Yeah, You're we'll right. take the bottom feeder stuff this game. But this is your game. This is the game plan set up for you. It's time for you to shine. And I think that's a little bit what some of these guys might need internally, not from up top, 
but no, the guys that are playing the game know what the well, best. Yeah, more responsibility from those guys. By the way, one thing that Danny Amendola needs to teach us down here is how to run that rub and that pick play. Yeah. Without, they never get without called getting for called for it. They well. never get penalties. And next thing you know, they got a guy wide open down the thing. We get called for it. Wasn't that against us last year? He hit, caught one in the corner, just a pure rub. And he's standing by himself. Yeah, don't they? They do that a lot. Yeah, yeah that's another. That, but that's better acting. But look. That, that's part of being the New England Patriots, too. Yeah. The success there, it's, it's, it's like LeBron rules, you know. LeBron runs a guy over, you know, guy's in a perfect place, you know, <laughs> to get a charging foul. LeBron runs over, steps on his head, and then jumps up and slams him all day. He ain't getting no call no, on him. You, you know, you, you, Too good entertainment. Sorry, man. You got to take that one. You get the producer going, let's go to commercial. Yeah, so I think that football team up there gets a little bit of that, little bit of that treatment up there, too. Uh, so it's good to have Danny in, and we're, and we're looking forward to him. But, uh, again, as we kind of got started off on the program, uh, draft right around the corner. And, uh, and, and like you said, Joe, I think it's going to be very interesting in the first round because one guy gets, one guy gets, thrown, one guy gets thrown out of play. Some guy that was supposed to be 15 right. gets drafted six, and all of a sudden, blow, after that, all the cards shuffle. It's Everything the old changes. shit rule. Yeah. Everybody's oh. going, oh, shit, we got to make – hey, uh, we didn't see that one coming. Yep. So, no, that, hey, listen, the unknown plus the cover, it's going to be on Fox for the yeah, first right. time on, on, uh, yeah. on network. T- uh, I just think this whole thing, they're expecting 270, 280,000 people over three days well, in well, Dallas. Well, they're bidding for the NFL well, draft so, now. So, that's, that's what it, so you, you remember, you, we're going all along, you know, geez, it's amazing what the NFL has done to keep Crazy. themselves relevant. In, relevant and not even relevant in the headlines. Almost 12 months a year, almost every day, no matter whether it's the Stanley Cup playoffs are going, NBA finals are going, wherever they are, they, 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 they go right down the middle. And, you know, you kept thinking, geez, they're going to start televising the draft. That's going to be a dog, man. Who's going? And it, now it's become one of the biggest days. People maybe, take trips that, to that, be that, there. That, that may be, it's a destination. That, that may be the second biggest day of the year for the NFL other than the Super Bowl. Right, I mean the attention it gets and, and everything that goes along with it's it. Pretty big. Pretty big. And, Tied and into so, college football, all your right. favorite. So a few players, years ago, yeah. it's in New York. It's in New York every year, every year, every year, and they go, yeah, you go, we're going to move it. Chicago. All of a sudden, they moved to Chicago. They went, hey, this we got a road show now. We got a road show. We got in people Philly coming in. Philly out does Chicago. Philly yeah. out does Chicago. And then Dallas, Dallas goes. Philly, you're done. So now we're not only to- is it a TV event, it's yeah. become a place to go and yeah. events and like you said, people coming in, people traveling to go see their teams. It's it's. It's remarkable what the draft in itself as an event has become. And I didn't think it could get any better than when it was in New York or any bigger. I do. But it I'm certainly has. Yeah, hey, you look um, from two teams, Buffalo with two first-round yeah. picks, New England with two first-round picks at the back end. You look at the front end, Cleveland sitting there, everybody, it's no secret on who needs quarterbacks, yeah. and it, it's going to be a blast to watch. Well, I don't know if you're like me. I'm, I'm looking and going, look, obviously – the Dolphins are a team that if one of those quarterbacks that they like falls to them at 11, they got a tough decision to make. And, and I'm like everyone else, I think believes that if there's one of those guys there, one of the guys they like, I think they jump on him and take him. But, you know, you're looking around and seeing what's going on with all these other things, and so many things could change with these teams that where guys are going to be at. Uh, it, it, I think it just makes it very, very interesting. Maybe, maybe, more, maybe, maybe more cloudy in that first round really than we've had in, in a number of years. Well, the smoke screens are out. I mean, yeah. everybody's got a shovel right now, and they're just it's giving they're, stuff They're just throwing it around. Yeah, yeah they're, and you know what's funny? I, the one thing I would love, I would on draft night, I'm sure things are already set in stone, and when things happen, they yeah. have to react. 
But the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the conversations that a Chris Greer and a Mike Tannenbaum are having with other teams, hey, if this scenario happens, we're going to call you. And how many teams are calling yeah. the Dolphins that are behind them? Like maybe in Arizona or maybe somebody else that wants to move up just a couple of yeah. spots to make sure they can secure a guy. Yeah, I'd really like, yeah. Those are the those are the <clears throat> conversations that you have to have uh, that are important coming up to that Thursday. Yeah, night. and again with the Dolphins, looking, at, I'm you know like everyone else, I'm looking at the Dolphins. He is one of his quarterback, but I'm also looking at hey, the Jets are up there, or, or Buffalo could jump up there, and, and if they grab one of those quarterbacks, what does their team look like that we've got to face now? over the next 10 years with right. the, if that guy's if, if he pans out if he, pan, if he, if he pans works. out because to be quite honest with you I think I'm looking just looking at the quarterbacks Joe you said it best there's going to be probably two guys that don't make yep. it I mean don't make it in a bad way not two right. or three years cost GMs and co- VP of jobs. operation jobs. guys right. and, jobs. Yep. and I'm not so sure if there's anybody on on that roster of four that we're talking that everybody's been talking about that is going to get to the level of where the Miami Dolphins are right now with Ryan Tannehill in a in a short matter of time. I don't no, know. I, I'm yeah. with and you. I think that's the biggest question mark that that internally the Dolphin brass yeah. are or have to answer that themselves. Up, that popped up a lot this morning in radio yeah. too like hey everybody uh, Ryan Tannehill might be better than the, most yeah. of these guys if not yeah. all of them when, when it all plays out. So you got to consider that. I'll throw another one at you. Would you be surprised if I told you that uh, Three AFC East teams took a quarterback in the first round. You think no, that's I wouldn't crazy? be surprised. No, I wouldn't. I don't think that's crazy at all. If they fall in line, if they fall to where New England sitting there, hey, they're going to get low. Yeah, absolutely. Jets. Yeah, we might be fourth on that list. Yeah, that's right. No doubt. Yeah, I think they're all everybody. Everybody in the East is looking at a quarterback right now. Like you said, including New England. You got Tom Brady's forty years old, forty-one going to be or whatever this year. And, and I, I know as much as he wants to go, and it, it doesn't look like he's slowing down any, but you know, 41, 42, 40, that, that's a different And they've gotten rid of every, every experienced backup that, that yeah. had any potential whatsoever. They're playing for somebody back. else. Twos that's and right. threes, yeah. right? Now they're in position to get the next one. Hey, speaking of draft picks, uh, there's, you know, there's been a thousand mock drafts out there, and they come and go and change. And so we took uh, 24 of the national mock drafts and, and put together a list uh, – of, of, of where they have the Dolphins. That's pretty good, Bo. Picking. I like that. That's good. Well, that's well, a lot of homework. Logan and those guys did the work. I just, I Thank just, you, Logan. Nice, yeah. nice I said, list. I, as soon as I said... I'm going to use that in the morning. Hey, as soon as I... As soon as I <laughs> hey, Logan, can you photocopy that? As soon as, <laughs> I, <laughs> as, soon as I said, we put together a list. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'm bullshitting everybody right now. But Logan, the GMs aren't the only ones with the shovels, Joe. <laughs> I go, all I did was pick up the paper. Yeah, Why we put together this list. Bo just flew in from California yeah. with a yeah. suit on, yeah. and now he's got a yeah. list. Nice, nice job, uh, nice homework. Anyway, so so here's what the here's what the, the here's what the mock draft shaked out uh, uh, for the first round. Shaked is that the right to? With the, with the, How about dropped? We've been using drop. Yeah, a lot. dropped we out. Dropped out. Yeah. We haven't even got to drop. We'll get back to that later on. Uh, so here's what they've got going. Seven selected Vita Vaya. Is, is Vita Vea? It's Vita Vea. Vita Vea, the defensive tackle from Washington State. Seven guys, seven, seven selected out of the, the top 24 picks, selected Vita Vea. Three selected, three said uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, the defensive back out of Alabama. Three had Baker Mayfield. Three had Josh Rosen. Two of them had uh, the Dolphins trading up to six uh, to make that pick. Two selected Derwin James, and we are talking about that a little off the air. That, that's an interesting conversation there. Two had Tremaine Edwins. 
Farrell Edmonds' kid, the linebacker from Virginia Tech, who's just a fabulous athlete out there at that position. Uh, Raquan Smith only got one. Josh Allen won. Connor Williams, the guard tackle out of Texas, won. And then Denzel Ward, the cornerback out of Ohio State, won. So um, obviously it looks like, you know, it's Vita Vaya and, uh, and Fitzpatrick and Mayfield. Rosen, along with those guys. I don't see Rosen getting down, getting down that far. It'll be interesting. I, I, I want to know if you're Cleveland. Uh, and, and it's funny because you look at the, historically at running backs around the National Football yeah. League, and you go back even to when Jim Brown was a running back. How many running backs have actually carried their teams, number one guys, top mm-hmm. guys in the draft that have been picked in the top maybe three, have championships? Yeah. You know, Jim Brown before the merger got one yeah. great. But you go back down that list and you're going through Earl Campbell and you're going through Eric Dickerson yeah. Yeah. and you're yeah. going through Herschel Walker yeah. and you're going through all these guys that, that have really been the, you know, I guess the flag yeah. bearers for their offenses and teams. Yeah. You know, you got Emmett Smith, and he had yeah, a, he yeah, had a yeah, posse with him, but there aren't a whole lot of guys. Well, well, and you can look at it the other way, I think, <clears throat> John. You can go back and look at it, teams that won and what kind of running backs they had. You know, you, you go back to uh, to Denver. Who was the kid in Denver? Uh, the Hall of Famer now, the um, the running back. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, who was what? He was a late-round draft pick. I think Wendell Tyler was a third or fourth-round pick for the – for the four to Roger Craig. I mean, so, I mean, going to teams that won foot, won Super Bowls where, where the, the running backs were very vital parts of those football teams, but, but weren't, weren't those right. high draft well, picks. Well, look when the, the Giants won with Parcel. Was it Otis Anderson? Otis Anderson, and, yeah. You know, and not o- that he o- wasn't. O- an old Otis Anderson. Older, older was an old too. Otis Anderson, Not yeah. that he wasn't. A, Completely changed his running yeah. style from, yeah. from when he was with the Cardinals. But, but, yeah. there, but there are guys that you can get around. So, uh, my point is, if you're Cleveland, you don't have to take a quarterback. You yeah. could, if you know you're gonna, if you don't care, if you've got him even, the luxury. It's a luxury pick to take a Saquon Barkley because yes. there's no guarantee he's gonna be there at four. But there's no lock that you need him if, if we're of that assumption that the running back position is a dime a dozen. Had we been out there, had this been a draft, a half a dozen ten years ago, um, because I, I think everyone everyone sees that the court that running backs in the draft now they become. You know, it, it, you know, you you got to be you got to be pretty damn good to be drafted in the first round yes. because they don't last very long. Right. They're not a priority for teams in the draft. We'll get them later on. Talk about some of those guys we talked about. There were late round draft picks that became you know Hall of Fame, great running backs in the National Football League. They haven't become the focus of the first round anymore. But you got a guy like Shaquan Barkley who does it all, and, and that's he's one of those. Uh, I don't want to say he's a once in a lifetime, but he could be one of the one of those once in a decade kind of guys. It'd be hard to turn him down. I I listen to your list and and I agree, but that guy first, second, third, and can return kicks. I mean, he it's just a matter of not abusing him by wanting to play him so much. Right. So so if you're Cleveland, I'm thinking I might as well take the running back first. If I've got the quarterbacks graded pretty even, and it doesn't matter what flavor you give me, I'm going to be able to make him work in my in my offense. Might as well take the, the best uh, next best player available, yeah. whether it's 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 Barkley, whether it's the defensive end, whether it's a you know a linebacker, whether it's a corner, whether it's a well, safety. Whoever it is, you get a lot of good is. players to go with your quarterback of choice. So, well, yeah. I tell you what, they're sitting pretty. Although the bad news about that, having all those great picks, it's great and sexy right now. But the most important thing they've is won one game. You won years. one game yeah. in two years. That's yeah. why you're sitting there. And that's that's right. the bad part. That's and right. it's still about winning. And but losing look, how games. many how many years has Cleveland had that had? Top five I, I, pick. I, you over and over and yeah. over and over, and they just keep you know just keep oh, stubbing their terrible. toes along the way, terrible which is hard picking. to imagine that 
you can't have you have that many top five picks and you can't shake out more yeah. than a, a couple through two three wins a season if you can even get one so that's uh yeah that's tough hey yeah uh, so so uh continue on the draft dolphins picks they've got the 11th pick as we all know overall that's what everyone's talking about the first round second round they've got the 10th pick which is 42 overall third round they've got the ninth pick there number 73 they've got two in the fourth round the 23rd pick and the 31st which are 123 and 131 respectively overall no fifth round picks Sixth round pick, they've got uh, the 35th pick in the round, number 209. And then they've got two picks in the seventh round, the ninth and the 11th, 227 and 229. So that's what they've got right now. Uh, the question there with that is if they do want to move up and, and try to secure one of those guys, do they have any firepower to do it? Well, listen, Bo, we got to hit. I, I, I feel differently about this. If we happen to hit on a guy in the sixth or seventh round, great. Yep. You got to hit on one, two, and three. Yep. yep, I'm with you. And if you can get something out of four and in, 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 in between there, but it's got to be about one, two, and three. We, we, we can't afford, this has been going on for 15 years, and we, we still have to find out the, the last three drafts how good they are. Yeah. A lot of guys have a chance to be good, but we got to hit on some guys. We've got to yeah. have some guys come well, in. You, you, you've got to have, I, I think coming out of this draft, you've got to have at least three, maybe four guys that are impact players. And I'm talking about impact players, guys that are playing you, in the 60, rotation. 60, 67 percent. You got to you got to come out with two starters in this draft. I think you you got to you got to come out I'm with a tight end. You got to come out with I'm on the two starters. Yeah, I don't care second, if it's first play. and third. I don't, I don't, I don't care. care. It doesn't matter where it is because last year our first year round pick didn't really look. Start. I don't care if you got a six. So years. you've got to be able to get these guys on the field, and it better come as a tight end, as a linebacker. Yep. And and pick your poison with the third one. Yeah, look, or you got that guy that comes in the sixth round or fourth round or whatever that just comes out and blows everyone's socks off. Maybe he's a rotational defensive tackle. Knocks some guy out of position that he thought was his own, and he's in there. So, but but yeah, you got I think you got two starters, and you got to have a couple other guys that come in that are that are in the rotation, playing a lot, and and make a positive impact in this team. I I just go back to last year, and I'm not trying to be negative. So you guys, if you want to attack me, you're more than welcome to. Charles Harris comes in and just doesn't. I know he's in a rotation. Yep. But he just didn't get to play a lot of football till the very end of the year when some guys went down. Man, that's I, I want to get more out of my first round pick. Yep. I, I want him to play more, and I want him to be more of a priority. And if he's doing that again this year, to me, I mean that's that's a luxury that teams that are ten really wins, eleven team. teams, twelve win uh, teams. Yeah, you're, you're have. not worrying about him. We've got to have him up his game to yep. where he you can't get him off the field. That, that's yeah. what you want yeah. from your first-rounder, uh, I'm sorry. And that's where the Miami Dolphins need to be this year. That first-round pick, and, I, and I, I'd go to the second round, especially if it's a position where we're pretty thin at. Yeah. That guy needs to be able to – got to pull him off the field. Yeah. To, to, well, we will if he stay healthy because yeah. McMillan coming back. Yeah, that, yeah. And that, that adds a huge yeah. – that's huge. A lot well, of people well, look, forget you, you about it. Forget him. about Raekwon, but that's like having another – it's another a draft first, choice. That's, a, that's like having another draft it's choice. A draft guy didn't play a down last year for you, yeah. uh, and now you come back and he's healthy, and you got a guy expect, expected to be that that inside linebacker, that middle guy, that that beast for you. So if that works out, there's one of your guys a starter from the last year right. that that gets thrown in there. So they're, take they're, some pressure off at it, the position. It does, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, they've got they've got to hit, and they got to get guys that can you know step in and play. They, they got to have two guys. Like I said, two he, guys. Our two team guys can get start. better by what we do this Thursday, yeah. Friday, and, and Saturday. Yes. This stuff about free agency, and then we cover up 
bad drafts yeah. with free agents. You got to you hit in your draft. You got to be know. good. You be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're right, Joe. Yeah. Let's hit the fans here. Facebook, Dan Bowen a little bit. I'd love to see us draft Tremaine Edwins, Raquan Smith, or Micah Fitzpatrick, but I feel they will be gone by 11. Don't want us to trade up as I don't think we got the cap to sell. We don't got the cap to sell the house for one player. Agree. And uh, we do have and we do have multiple needs. I agree that Vita Vaya is the easy pick to replace Sue. Just want to see a solid team form and start challenging the one-way street. I, I'm with, I'm with you, you know, challenge yeah, AFC, get you know, get some players out there and and, and look, it, it's it's funny because this is a draft where you you gotta get a couple of big players, but you gotta get some depth. You gotta get a, a number of guys. Always need get corners. On. Yeah. Always need those special team guy roles that are gonna be found deeper in the draft and undrafted free agents. But up top. You better get guys that can play. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Smith kind of on Facebook saying the same thing. Just don't trade up. Probably 12 to 15 guys available who's going to immediately help your team. I think that's a pretty it's good one. It's good. honest. Yeah, it's this, the truth. This, this red draft may not have the big superstars that may be around, right around, but there's a lot of really good players that can in the play. top of this draft. I that, totally uh, agree with you. Your, your top two Facebooks are on, on target here they today. Uh, let's try Twitter then. See what at FishFry1356. You know uh, thirteen fifty seven. 1356 has yeah. to say. I've never liked the idea of trading back in the draft ever. I'm with you on that one. But say we swap swap spots with the team a few spots down and we pick up another second or third round pick for moving a few spots and still land a quality starter like uh, linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch, the kid out of Boise State. I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of dropping down either. You know, give me especially especially in the situation this football team is in. They need a big-time player to step up. And, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to go too much further down than 11 to try to find that guy. Kid Van Der Esch, though, I'll give you that. that that's a, that's, a, that's going to be hey, an interesting guy. That kid might be higher on their board than, than all these mock drafts. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And yeah. so don't be surprised by that one popping up. Yeah. And, and if, if you do drop and it's a couple spots, I mean, I, I agree with that scenario. And well, you can I agree with the scenario. If, if, you, if you're confident that the guys you trade down, that the two guys above – if you you're move down a couple spots, yeah. they're not going to snatch that guy that, that you're thinking, right. oh, we can move down to, pick up a third-round pick, and still oh, that, get that guy. That's what happened with Jeff Arnold. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were talking about. Uh, you flashback. Facebook, Timbo Avery, he, he always gets a shot in on the show. He, Ireland always gets a little, gets a little zing on the show awful. somehow. He was awful. And, and usually it's from you. And we got in people, fact, all the time it's We always you. got people saying how he should be a GM, he should be able to get a – uh, Saints are like he's gonna get a GM job somewhere. I go away. Make sure he puts his resume for the work he did here on there too. Well, at, least, at, least his, at least his wife was friendly to you. Timbo Avery she from wasn't Facebook. Very nice to me, Bob. Dolphins. Should, she wasn't. <laughs> the Dolphins should pick Lamar Johnson. Why? Lamar Jackson in the first round. The, pa- the Pats are in, uh, Pats are eyeing him, and if they get him, we'll see him twice a season. I also like to see what Coach Gaze would do with his talent. Well, if the Pats pick him up, we ain't gonna see him twice a season for a couple more years, unless someone else up there gets hurt. No, I know correct. that for a fact. <clears throat> I don't know that he's he's the uh, he's kind Boy, of he, he's kind of wild card. He's a mystery man. He's a wild card. He's a first yeah. round mystery man. Who yeah. uh, somebody's gonna grab him? He's just got too much talent. Yeah, I mean he he's got a strong arm too. He, John, you've seen his games. I mean, yes, guy, I have. He's... He can play. There's no doubt. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. The guy's a phenomenal athlete. But I what just, about him fitting into offenses in it, this league? I think it's gonna, I think he's going to struggle, really, yeah. to be honest with you. He's going to rely on his legs, and we've seen quarterbacks in this league that have relied on their legs solely. They don't, they don't have a lot of wear and tear. And Man, I, got, I thought he got better throwing the ball. He last did, year. but I've at the combine throwing the football. I think he's having a tough adjustment 
going from the college football to the NFL football. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know what uh, hand size he has, what kind of grip he yeah. has. I know he holds it high on the on the point, like almost like Terry Bradshaw used to with his yeah, with his index right finger. And I, you see balls that come out from him that don't look the same as the other guys throwing the football. So I think with the right system, right place, with his athleticism, yes, he's a phenomenal right. athlete. But I just think he's going to struggle early throwing. And Jimmy's it. not sold on. Go ahead. No, I'm, look, I'm not sold on him either. I, I I think he's a great athlete, but I just. He's he's kind of that 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 out of position quarterback that uh, and and I'm not I'm not sold on his uh, his accuracy either. Uh, Twitter uh, DJ Delay twenty five. Yeah. DJ Delady's twenty five. Oh yeah, I caught that. that. I caught that. <laughs> Regardless, we need to draft an impact player that will start immediately. We said that Raquan Smith or Derwin James would be perfect if either one of them fall. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not on board with Derwin James. Not, not that he's a good player. We, we got safeties. There's other positions in need. If we got Quite Smith, frankly, we, we pick, should throw a party. If we that, pick him, if we pick him, I'd be a little, I'd be a little, I'd be a little concerned. If we pick the safety, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Facebook, Eddie or Simo. Uh, no other position will turn this franchise around other than quarterback. Do whatever you, the heck you have to do to get Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield. Then you can start thinking about DTs, linebackers, and all those other pretty positions. With what? I know. <laughs> Did, didn't we just have <laughs> what picks? Didn't we just have one of the best de- defensive tackles in the game? How'd that go? Where'd that take us? Did we even win one playoff game with Sue? So why draft another one? Although we didn't draft Sue, find our franchise quarterback, then fill up the other holes. Look, I, I think everybody's on board with the quarterback situation. If it falls there, if that guy shows up. I'm just, like I said, I go back to the beginning of the show. I'm just not, I don't know. None of those guys really, you know, I don't look at those guys and say, that guy's going to bring a team to a Super Bowl. You know? I think people that, that think that um, a quarterback's going to fall to us at 11 are living in fantasy land. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Even though, even though I, I, I have these quarterbacks rated really high, I don't know if any of them are going to be a, a just hands-down success, uh, yeah, walk yeah. away, this is your franchise guy for yeah. 10 years. Now, when you look at the other positions, either at linebacker or even at defensive tackle, yeah. when you have Vea there, yeah, I wouldn't be. I would be happy yeah. if we got him at eleven because you got a guy walking out the door potentially yep. next year. You got to pay almost ten or eleven million dollars to somebody has to take that position yep. through the draft. How about Vea too? You give Vea that first round contract, the amount of money about what you were paying Sue or less in one yeah. year. In yeah. one year, yeah. that's right. Him, I mean, we got to look at finances Absolutely on this too. Besides you what you get and, for and, stopping and, you know, and the run. In the, in the last, you know, the last guy with the question, you know, talk about Sue. Well, Sue is too expensive for the, you know, that's the problem with Sue. There's no, no questioning his that ability ship is to play there, But you know, we all agree about yeah, that. Just uh, it's, it's not right. All right, hey, you know, I want to thank Danny Amendola for stopping by. That was good. Uh, it was fun. Good, yeah, that was good. fun. He's gonna be he's gonna be fun to watch. And it's, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those guys when you come to uh, to training camp and you watch the practices where you want to keep an eye on him and just see what he does and see how the younger guys react and, and follow Great. what 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 his lead is. I just think he's that type of player. I think he's uh, going to be good for Grant. Team. Texas Tech yeah. ties. Guy looked up to him down that list of pros. Play football and have fun, man. Yeah, it's got to it. be that way. Yeah. Love you, that. Uh, you know, it's funny. Since we've been doing this podcast now for a little over a month or so, I've been running to people. I ran into someone the other day. He said he, he, he listens to the podcast on Apple Music. I said, how's it come out on Apple Music? That's really good. He says he watches on, listens to it on Apple Music. And I ran into another guy the other day. He says, you know what? I go right to dolphins.com. That's where I go to get the. Uh, yeah. No, but I ran into a guy podcast. like that. Dolphins.com. Yeah. Where else do you? I heard you ran into another guy. You know, I was in California. Yeah. And some guy says, "Hey, you're Kim Bocamper." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I listened to you on that uh, on that podcast." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, how do you listen to?" It? He goes, "I go on the Dolphins app." 
He's got the Dolphin app on his phone, and that's how that's he good. That's how he gets it. That's good, man. So there's a lot of different ways to. Ran into a lot of people. I ran into a lot of different people. I ran into one guy that said, "Hey, you know what? Tune in radio. It's just the way I get it. Tune in radio. Good way to I go. I forget about tune in radio all no, the time. A lot of people do. You know it's what a good else I forget? I forget, and I really don't care anymore when the show drops. It drops on Thursday, but it's gonna drop on draft day. Yeah, but this one uh, dropped on Wednesday, just so you don't know. See, so you don't even know. So Joe know. didn't run into anybody who told him that. No, no one told me that. I hope they didn't ask me how to get it. Logan told me. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> It's written right in front of him. All right, let me remind you guys that you can send your questions in on Facebook, send them in on Twitter, and hey, if you want to go to the draft, so, you know, the draft's always a fun day. Uh, it's April 26th, this Thursday, uh, 7 to 11 o'clock, Hard Rock Stadium. We'll all be out there doing a bunch of Stupid shit like we usually do. Free media and fan parking is available. Forget about the media. They can park wherever they want. Uh, draft party presented by Publix. It's a free event. It's open to the public. Event features live insider analysts. Is that us? I think that's us. Whoa, what a, Somebody told me. I ran a, into a guy. That, that's, told me that's, that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's overselling. That's over, that's over wow. <laughs> yeah. Current oh. former player autographs, interactive games, photo opportunities, concessions. I had one guy email me. And said, hey, I'm going to be in the front row. Can I take a picture with you? I sent him back, no. Um, <laughs> concessions and area. Why would you do that? I'm just bullshitting. I just made it up. I, sent it, I didn't send anything back. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I believe that's that. Accurate. I believe that's that. That's accurate. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I went Joe Rose on it. <laughs> uh, and you have different areas to watch. So, look, pre-registration for free tickets available at dolphins.com slash draft party. Uh, check it out. The Audible's going to be there. <clears throat> I can't get rid of this. It's a travel. Schmutz I got it's from California. Kelly, yeah. on that plane, man. There's some, you know, there's some really, there's some, some really wacky people yeah. when you get on a plane these days, man. I, I mean, it's. I saw you. You had a bad experience on the plane. No, I didn't have a bad experience, but I'm, you know, you're, you know, this, the. I think that you, you, everyone likes to people watch a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, you're sitting in your in your chair. Yeah. You're looking at people. The most walk bizarre by the aisle. people watching is watching people walk down that middle of that aisle. Yeah. On an airplane, the misfits that get on those airplanes is quite frankly, it's frightening at times. <laughs> hey, how about me? Every weekend uh, in the fall, right? Yeah. With you, um, it's Friday. I'm waiting, and you see that one person that's coming, and you're sitting in you, your chair, you got that and you're, you're sitting right there, and you're no, going, "Oh no. dear God, please, no, no, no." no. And then that person walks yeah. by, and you go. And then they made a mistake. They walked too far, and they come back. Excuse me, that's yeah, my seat well, right yeah. there. The flip side is, you see that hot girl from about ten. Years never, ago, never. Oh, my seat's there. She's gonna sit right next to me. <laughs> no chance. Sit right next to me. Gonna sit. <laughs> not, all of a sudden, you turn. Oh, oh she went. And then you look back, and there's some fat guy getting ready to slide in behind you. And as he's getting in, he goes, "Hey, can I get the extender on my seat?" And you go, "Oh, jeez, I'm flying from California with this guy." Oh, boy. That's oh, gonna good be luck. a whole lot of fun. All right, that's gonna do it for the Audible guys. Draft. Going to be great. We'll be there. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll see you guys there. We'll get a chance to talk to you and, and have a little fun. And, uh, Do you have a little hey, caffeine today? You're, you're on a roll, man. I caffeined up a little bit, yes. I would have to say that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. But that's a story for a different, for a different time. Catch you guys later.